pretty good. Yeah, it's doing really well. I'm going to do a Nyx guide. I already have notes on it. I've been watching GH and people play. Nice. Fuck yeah. I'm also doing the thing that you were doing where I just like, I just play that hero. I just first pick it every single game. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it doesn't suck. But because I'm approaching it with like, I'm learning Nyx. This is not about me gaining MMR. It's about me adding Nyx to my hero pool for all situations. Yeah. I like we had a couple of games that were it could have been super frustrating. My whole team was super tilted. Everything was going to shit, and I'm just like, I'm just playing Nyx and shit sucks. But I'm gonna play another game of Nyx after this one, and then another game of Nyx after this one. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been doing that too. I'm MMR's going up because I'm doing it though. Yeah, me too. I'm like skyrocketing actually. I'm gonna probably do my next guide on like Nature's or Abaddon. I'm, I'm playing a lot of Abaddon Five when Na people are fucking banning Nature's on me now. Nice. Yeah, ABBA 5 is super good. I, I like, yeah. can't even... I can't lose with ABBA. I have, like, a 70% win rate on, like, 160 games on that hero. It's a, it's a really good hero. Just yeah. saving people in pubs, like, the way he does is too good. Yep. Exactly. You can save people multiple times, too. You save them with your heal, you save them with your shield, you save them with your heal yeah. again. And then you just go for, like, medallion, some other shit. like Urn. Yeah, urn, lotus orb, if you you can get it, Glimmer. That God, yeah, if you, if you can afford it. Yep. If you're rich. And my warding has been fucking on these games, too. I, I, I've seen so many situations where people are getting kills off my wards. It's better in, like, the high-rated games, because people will actually make plays. But I, I'm, like, I, in the last game that I played where I was Abaddon, I was watching a Lich walk with, like, three sentries to an area I warded, and then he'd walk <laughs> out with no sentries and, and no D-wards. And it's like you're just getting. I was. I put, basically was putting really good like glimpse wards, mm. you know. And it's like, dude, you're getting fucked. Like yeah. he'd see me walk into an area to ward it, and he wouldn't de ward it with three sentries. That's the. It's the little things that you take pleasure in when you're playing support five. Like that's the kind of shit where you're just like, I just fucked their support so hard, dude. It was super game winning because we we always had vision on like, I had a ward that caught a Sven picking up his blink reveal. I had a ward that caught. Uh, OD picking up a fucking sheep stick. Like, maybe I should make a, maybe I should make a, a video about this, uh, this replay. Because like, literally, there's situations where like my my team was playing off my wards and I wasn't even there. But it's like how warding can actually win a game. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't title it that. You should title it like information gathering, like a pro or something like that. No, that's fucking gay. Just don't name it something like game winning wars because we've already done that like three times. That's I know, but I am uh, information gathering. Nobody's gonna be like, hmm, all right, information gather. Fucking <laughs> look that up on YouTube. <laughs> you 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 want just like right. I fuck these needs, bitches in the pussy with my wards. It, it needs to be like OMG, Sumail missed my D ward. What a bitch. Mid one <laughs> rampage off my wards. Arteezy, yes. one one five bulldog kappa kappa pride Pepega, bsj yes. sucks xxx yes i'm gonna do it <laughs> i'm gonna at what point do we just succumb to that bullshit ever okay <laughs> because if we succumb to it then we can't meme about it and then that would be a sad day we don't even meme about it. We need to meme about it then. We do meme about it. Have you seen our thumbnails recently? All right, let's go. Let's go live. Let's go live. We let's... are live. We've been live this whole time. Oh shit! <laughs> Have I said anything incriminating? Yes. Liar. You gave out your social security number and bank account information. 
226-666-6969. I don't see I don't see our stream, by the way. Well, it's up there. Yeah. Thirty right. people watching us right now. Well, you can suck me off. You okay. can just suck me up. Not like a not in that kind not in that kind of way, just like bros, you know. It's just bros hanging out. Yeah, I mean, just giving each other, other out a little bit. Yeah, giving each other just a bit of a hand, just checking each other out, seeing what's going on downstairs for each of the individual guys. Right. That are there. I mean, you can't just have one checkup. It's got to be mutual, otherwise, one person is going to be dead. You got to keep each other alive. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, all right. When do you want to get started there, big boy? Tweeting it out right now. Okay. What episode? Fuck knows, dude. Fuck knows. You mean like my manic episodes or like episode of Alchemy Answers? I mean, you're just permanently the, in a manic episode. What's the so. difference? What's the difference? Greetings from Greece. Hey, you want to do me a favor? Um, not you. I'm asking my boy from Greece. Oh. Take your phone and uh, take a picture. Take, go out the window and take a picture for me, and then put it on Imager and link it to me. I want to see what I want to see what Greece looks like. That sounds like I'm trying to dox you. <laughs> I'm just interested that you're from Greece. I hear it's great. I want to see what it looks like there. At least you weren't like super just stereotypical about it. Like, go take a picture of the Parthenon, send it to me, the Colosseum. <laughs> I just want to see what it, what it looks like in a in like a suburb or wherever you live. Australia, give me a pic of that too. Let's see, give all all of these. Go get me a locations. picture of a kangaroo. <laughs> I just want to see what it looks outside your physical house in a place like that. Because all the places are trying I... to dox these people. Show, I'm send me a picture of your house with your exact address and location. And I don't want your address. Longitude. I'm just, I'm just curious. I wanna, I wanna don't see give what you. Jenkins what, anything, guys. I wanna see what your experience is as, as, as a person. What your general, you know, the what the what the physical surroundings for you are inside you your head. A picture of bit. my bong, uh, not particularly. I want a bong. I want a bong picture. <laughs> Fill the uh, what the hell's like the stem. Now the bowl. Fill the bowl up with weed and send me a pic of that. <laughs> it's four thirty a.m. Don't worry about it. You don't. Uh, you don't have to do it. If you felt like it, you know, I would appreciate it. But if you don't feel like it, why can't I? Don't see... bother. Why can't I see the Alchemy Answers playlist? How come you always make my camera so large and makes my head look fucking massive? You know, when I was a child, I was extremely insecure about having a large head. And you're bringing that insecurity back for me. Because the only size that it can be is this big. You know, uh, Dillian, Will D Dillian Willems uh, brings up a really good point. He says, uh, Jenkins Daddy, this video is called Replay Review, but it says Answers on the overlay. Uh, he's right. We should do Replay Review because it says that in the title. Oh, we're doing Alchemy. Well, okay. And it's 27. That's looking for it i literally fuck that up every week every single replay review says alchemy answers and every single alchemy answers says because <laughs> i switch it like halfway through and then forget change it back what should we i have a question for chat 
you know, this is called Alchemy Answers, and you're part of the alchemist, so you answer you answer this question that I have. If you guys wanted to see Donnie and I stream something together, what would what would you want us to stream? We've we've thought about you know doing party queue and stuff like that, but both of us are fucking obsessed with solo queuing, so like we both just don't party queue at all. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's not it's not a we don't party queue together. We don't party queue. People. People ask Jenkins, "Can I queue with you party?" And it's like, "Well, I probably wouldn't do it in the first place because you suck." But you know, I don't party queue, so yeah. I was just kidding about the sucking part, but I, I don't, I don't party queue, so it's like there's, there's no, there's, if I'm not gonna party queue with my girlfriend or my fucking business partner and gay lover, then I'm not gonna party queue with. Yeah, I like literally. Else. I have like really good friends from my like high school days that i i don't even play dota with <laughs> dude my my like my like uh college best friend so like one of my best friends i have to say that because otherwise you'll, you'll get jealous uh he always wants to play he wants to play now because he's coming back to dota mainly because he played auto chess and he's like oh jenkins still plays this game let's play dota yeah. and we keep i keep postponing it because you know when i get time to queue it's like i want to solo queue I know. That's how I feel. It's like I I actually rarely get time to play Dota. So when I do play Dota, I want to just like dive into solo queue and feel like I'm accomplishing yeah. something instead of right. You want to do something my that's time like... developing a relationship with a friend. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You want to you want to go into the deep end of the fucking pool, not the kiddie pool. Like yeah, party queue yeah. feels like it's the kitty the kitty side of the pool. Exactly. Shallow end. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Party queue would be even more funny now that you hate it. Oh, you're not wrong. We could <laughs> play not. like some, I don't know, some ability draft or something weird like that. Or we could just play a different game. <laughs> we could play a different. I mean, yeah, sure. We could play a different game. Let's just turn to Let's Players. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff we could do, but a whole lot of like useless, awful stuff we could do too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've tr I've like I well, I streamed ability draft the other day. I was playing with uh, Lawrence like Malastrix ability draft, and he he barely plays Dota, so he's awful. But he was having fun with it. We were just clowning around. Fuck yeah. man, I, I had like twenty viewers. I usually have like f between fifty and hundred. I fucking less than twenty people would come. They'd be like, oh my god, it's ability draft. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> like people watch people... me just get pissed at Dota. And then I play something like Magic, where I'm interacting <laughs> with chat and being like, "Hey, like you know, answering all their questions about Dota on my Magic stream." And I have like five viewers, and it's just like, "You just want to see me like not enjoy myself playing Dota, I guess." Instead, yeah. ASMR video. Why are we both wearing green shirts? Fuck you, Goatsy. Come on, you sent the pic in my Facebook Facebook page. That is such a specific place. The Dota Alchemy Facebook page. Yeah, you, did, you didn't send it. to oh, okay, Europe, okay. So you can't even. See okay, I, I, I thought you, I thought you sent it to mine. And it's like, fuck, dude, I don't even use Facebook. I, I was like, do you even have a Facebook page? I guess I should probably make you an admin on our Facebook page so you can maybe questions that we get there instead of e polls. Mention Jenkins in a post. Apparently, e polls is announcing like my casting on Facebook. Nice. Fuck, dude. I don't even use Facebook. All right. What do you mean? Yeah, right. Do you use Facebook? I use it for work, and that's. I don't use it for anything. It's boring. I find if I want to like waste my time on uh, 
uh, social media. I'll just read Twitter. Yeah. You know, I don't even use YouTube that much. Like I'll watch documentaries on YouTube, but that's about mm-hmm. it. I, I I rarely check out like just you content. Literally just play Dota. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, I basically just play Dota. I, I thought you were saying I was. I I thought you were gonna uh, contradict me, but no, you're 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 agreeing with me, and you're not wrong. All right, let's get into these questions. Let's get into these questions. 2018 is the last time we posted on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, you don't know how f- much fucking time it is to literally take all of our content, repurpose it for the medium of Instagram and Facebook, refucking upload it. Do you still do it the Instagram? I've, I made a fun video on Instagram the other day. Like, it actually is like a full-time job to be a social media person, and I'm still trying I know. to make YouTube videos I know. It's, for our YouTube channel and it's, shit. It's, like, it's, it's really hard. There's not enough time. I would actually never play Dota if I was just turning all of our content into social media stuff. Yeah, that's why we need to that's make more money to, so yeah, we can hire people. Seriously. We can't afford it <laughs> right now. Oh, uh, not not with not with rent to pay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the okay. intro and then let's let's uh, go. Do it. All right. Thank you everyone for joining us for Alchemy Answers episode 27, and uh, we're doing it here live on YouTube. So if you're listening to this in podcast form at a later date, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, uh, Dota Alchemy on YouTube, and you can tune in live and maybe even have your questions answered. And to guarantee your questions being answered, you should check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dota Alchemy, where you can join the questions and alchemists tier where we will answer your questions every week live on this stream. So without further should, ado, um, let's get to those Patreon we, questions. We should probably mention that it's that we usually start, we always start at Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, replay review is... Pacific. Thursday and the replay review is Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's get to. So we only have three questions from Patreon. Um, there was a couple b- below or above my list. Okay. Actually, box, you're, so there, yeah, you're right. A few that I actually. So we, we, um, yeah, we have a lot actually because it's been a couple of weeks because we were both casting. Yep. Uh, but if you have any questions, we'll call for it at the end. I'll, I'll, I'll call for questions from chat, like two or three questions from the end, so we can get a, a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, okay, so we have... Uh, Hawk Illionaire says, Question. During the first five to ten minutes, you guys have stated that is it is beneficial to send double waves via single pulling creeps uh, when versing difficult offlaners. Can you please name a bunch of specific heroes slash lane matchups where this would be necessary to uh, do it against? Okay, I like some specifics. Um, so it would depend on your hero, I would say. Uh, typically, if you have something like a Morphling, a Terra Blade, um, most carries generally, unless there's some extremely strong early game carry. Rao, Luna. Uh... Yeah. Like all I'm, these heroes that don't want to be pressured. Basically, the only carries you're not going to do this with in lane are probably like Chaos Knight, Sven, Ursa, maybe Lifestealer, Troll, something like that. Everybody else, you're probably fine. Double wave. Right. Um, 
and I, and I would actually argue that it depends it depends more on on your carry than it does on the offlaner because typically offlaners uh, and, and the support that's going to be with them are going to be able to pressure a typical safe lane because that's why they pick it. That's why it's in that in that particular role. So you would probably want to do that versus versus like a nature's prophet. Uh, that's a very high pressure hero. It's hard to deal with his harass, uh, and he'll outlast at you. But you can kill him if you get a couple of levels first. That's all it's about. It, it's just about getting a couple of levels, trying to scrape as much as you can off the bottom of the barrel until you get to a point where you don't have to do that anymore, where you can actually uh, kill somebody. So, you know, Sand King Lashrak, that's like a heavy kill lane. You you wouldn't even bother like stepping up to the creep wave there and harassing them. Yeah, I'm actually uh, gonna Darkstar stop you there for a sec. I'm gonna stop you there for a sec because okay. I don't like the fact that this question is asking for just like name a list of heroes because I don't think that's very valuable. I don't think ever asking that kind of question is that valuable. I think if we just kind of maybe describe the feeling like if you are in a lane and it feels like anytime you approach the creep wave or try to trade harass you are just massively losing that trade or you're against a hero that it seems like you have absolutely no chance of pressuring out of the lane but they can still do damage to you let's say you're like i don't know some lion trying to like harass a tide hunter beast master out of lane something like that there's like no chance that you're going to be able to do that you should be able to feel that when you're playing it Go up, you poke them with your right click. They hit you like seven times in response because you're slow and they're faster than you and they have way more base damage. Suddenly, you take one trade with them. You're at half health. They're literally at full health. You should instantly feel like this lane sucks. I need to start pressuring them with double waves so that they can't pressure me and my carry in the same way that they just did. It's like that. that's basically what I would say is you need to be able to feel that the lane is hard and then you can know this is a lane that I need to do this. Because if I were to yep. just list like 70 heroes that you should do this against, that's <laughs> not really going to help you very much. Well, also the, the problem is it depends, it depends on the matchup as well. So not only is it 70 heroes that could be in the offlane slot, it's like the permutations of, of who you have versus who yeah. they have. Like if you have Oracle versus a Darkseer, you can contest that because you purge the shell. If you don't have Oracle versus Darkseer, then it's not it's not that simple, and so uh, yeah, I I would uh, agree with Don. Say you just want to generally do things based off of feeling, and if and accept the fact that if you have to die like once or twice to get the right feeling and get the correct uh, judgment of of how difficult a lane is, then that's fine. That's fine as long as you're uh, adjusting on the fly. That that's all that really matters. Because even professional players will make the occasional mistake and miscalculation. Yeah, they'll take bad trades all the time, and then they won't make them again after they make the bad trade. Yep. Um, and sometimes your lane will suddenly hit the point where you don't need to do the double wave because you've become stronger, and that's the whole point. So unless you're actively trying to feel where the lane is hard and then reacting to that, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, well, now I don't need to double wave. Them. Which, yeah, you know, because I don't want to say like, oh, you should just always double wave this particular lane because there might be a point in that lane where you can suddenly stop double waving them and kill them. But if I just yep. give you the information, you should double wave this, then you're just going to do that over and over and give them too much experience as a result. Uh, so to, to move on from that point, uh, a couple of the boys, uh, after this question was asked in uh, Questions in Alchemist, they're asking about the, the casting stuff that we've been doing. And then I also read in chat, uh, somebody asked us what we do for day jobs. 
so for me, this is kind of off off topic of Dota, but for me, uh, I've been casting. I basically make money casting Dota, and uh, you know, streaming and doing uh, Dota Alchemy. That that's my main source of income, uh, with like the occasional like freelance uh, software engineering sort of gig but that it's been a while since i've it's been like months since i've done one of those i it's mostly like dota alchemy and uh, uh what's it called casting for me and for donnie i mean i guess you can answer that you can just tell them my whole life story i mean <laughs> i know what you, i know what you do yeah. but uh yeah so up until we started dota alchemy i was working for pugna and that was paying me a monthly salary uh, but they went out of business so ever since then i've been just like trying to find out how to make a living basically and that's been dota alchemy um losing money on dota alchemy for the last six months pretty much and uh, doing random little odd jobs here and there like a couple weeks ago i shoveled snow to pay my rent uh i bought snowboarding on the weekends uh i have recently started a part-time job doing marketing social media video production photography for a manufacturing company down where I live. And that is now paying my rent so I can focus on Dota Alchemy with spare time without stressing about whether I'm gonna be able to eat, <laughs> which is what it's been like for the last three or four months. Yeah, it turns out that's like not great for being productive. No, it actually sucks. It's really good for making you depressed and losing your arm when you're worried about <laughs> whether you're gonna be able to survive. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, uh, chat's asking to raise your volume, but I don't know if you want. I to cannot tinker with, tinker with that. Okay, I can't. Oh, uh, that's that's fine. Okay, so uh, next question. I can turn yours down though. Okay, maybe maybe do that. Uh, Hawkillionaire again says. Uh, this guy is rabid for information. Hawkillionaire, he really is. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting up there, man. He's he's gaining rank. Turns out when you're when you're extremely genuinely ravenous for information and uh, self-critical, you you gain a lot of MMR. Hawkillionaire is a good uh, example. Yeah. Also, he won a TI. But uh, so, what is the best time to activate Greaves, Mech, Crimson, and Pipe? Uh, Pre-fight as you're walking in. Mid-fight once your team has taken some damage. Uh, wait until somebody is close to dying. That question also depends. I would say for the mo for the most part, the most effective use of mech of of mech uh, and wand is to wait until somebody is close to dying. Like yep. using using it to bait is one of the best uses. And if you're going to heal the person anyway, there's no difference of doing it early or doing it right as they're about to die. Either they're going to die or they're not with the with the damage and, and uh, HP calculation. So. When it comes to crimson, crimson is something that you should use basically as the fight starts, like um, just immediately, because it lasts a really long time. And the more effective HP you have, the more HP you have to work with, the more effective HP crimson gives you, because people need to do more hits on somebody to get them low, and that is going to give you more reduction. And the same thing goes for pipe. Uh, alternatively, with crimson and pipe, if there's a particular ability that you're waiting for on the enemy team, like for instance, ravage. You can use the pipe uh, to to negate that, but in general, when it boils down to it, like you're either going to take the damage or you're not. So with crimson and pipe, you just kind of use it. Um, yeah. So that I, way, it has its full effectiveness. And then with with greaves, 
Actually, you could even bait with pipe too. You could even bait with pipe. That's just dangerous because it's it yeah, doesn't it's not it, heal. It's not it's, both damage types. Right. It's not quite the same. I, uh, I, you know, it's kind of something that we've talked about many times before, which is that you should go into a fight with a plan, and that's what I like to do. That's how I like to approach pipe specifically. I think that crimson is is one of the things that you could basically just use. Um, like the initiation happens, you just pop crimson. Like that's that's pretty much how it works. Um, as for pipe. I like to go into a fight thinking about all right, what is the what's the magic damage that I'm trying to negate? Is it the, the Phoenix Supernova? Is it the Radiance? What is what whatever it is, when that appears on your screen, that's when you use your pipe because yeah. that, that's where it's going to get the most value. You, you don't want to just like use your pipe um, preemptively necessarily unless you're trying to keep a creep wave alive as you're going high ground. Otherwise, it's going to run out or perhaps get dispelled or something like that. But if there's like if you have that one thing, all right, when this ability appears, pipe is used. That's where you get your extra 400 HP from the pipe, and you get to yeah. take advantage of the whole thing. And then I totally agree on the baiting thing. I think that Greaves and Wand, like, the whole purpose of them is to make people think that you're going to die and then not. Yeah. Yep, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so somebody says, ZTO says, uh, I saw Daxic playing with Everybody Muted. He claims he's doing it to improve map awareness. Uh, what are your thoughts on this way to practice? I, I think that's I think that's fine. Like I think probably the most important thing about practicing getting better at Dota and you know by honestly probably just in general like that's a good way to practice. Um, like anything, getting good at anything. But uh, basically, I, I guess I guess I kind of preempted my point by saying that, but. Basically, I think what's important is just going into a game with an idea of like how you want to practice, like what it is that you want to practice. I think if if that's your general idea and you're just you know muting everybody, you're probably gonna improve map awareness not by muting everybody, but because you're just thinking about improving map awareness. So anything that you can do to actually go into games and think I'm practicing this specific concept is going to be good. And like I said, I think that that is. Like reflected in other, uh, in other things, not just in Dota. I think that's like a general statement. But uh, you know, I lack the proper non-Dota experience to say whether or not that's just conjecture. But I'm pretty sure it's it's true. Yeah, I mean, that's really just the general concept of how to get better at anything in life is if you go about it in like a focused way. So if you if you're muting your whole team and the other team to specifically focus on map awareness, then that's going to make you better. But if you're just muting everything because you can't handle like interacting with other people in the game, then maybe Dota's not the game for you. Like I know that some people recommend that you mute your whole team and you mute the whole enemy team. We've even recommended that at times, like to protect yourself from toxicity and flaming and stuff like that. But at the same time, if you don't have any communication with your team in a team-based game, you're eventually going to plateau and not get better. Okay, so uh, Sir Snipeslot says, uh, how do you avoid getting tilted in a game where you're badly losing, whether it be tilting from underperforming teammates or by an enemy team steamrolling your tier three at 20 minutes? Um, so if you've ever, if, if anybody's ever watched my stream, like most people would know that the way that I deal with that is just by fucking around and laughing. Uh, so I just treat I just treat the game like it's kind of a joke and and have fun with it. I think uh, that's a better response than getting angry, and I don't. I don't think it's uh, necessarily like good that you're letting a game control your emotions, and you have to have this like 
cop-out method to not uh, get upset, but uh, I, I'm a firm believer that, so this is going to be a little tangential, but anybody who says, you know, they've had success and they're just like naturally uh, born with talent, it's fucking bullshit. Like everybody has to work really hard to, uh, to get somewhere. And, and basically the reason that I'm saying that is because I think that uh, no matter what, people are human and it's way more realistic to uh, go into a situation and understand like all of the elements to it from a human perspective and how you're going to fuck up psychologically. And then instead of preparing to not fuck up, you prepare like what to do when you fuck up because you are a human. So you will fuck up. You're a complete fuck up and a fucking loser. And so am I because we're all losers and that's what makes us human. It's that we can lose and get up again and, and do better. Uh, so basically going back to the point for me, I know that I'm going to have people tilt me. I know I'm going to be upset in games because I'm human. So my way of dealing with that is by just laughing nervously and just by making a joke of things. And once again, I wish I didn't have to do that, but I'm fucking human and so are you. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I'm, when I'm like on my game, if somebody says something negative to me or my teammates or even to the other team, a lot of the time, I just instantly mute them like and they're just muted for the game because i don't want to i just don't i don't even want to consider that this person can interact with me in that way um and that usually helps when i'm not on my game then a lot of the time i respond and then i lose and i'm one of those people that if somebody is somebody on my team is i, I, res I respond to it's such a bad habit it's yeah. so bad if if somebody on my team is flaming somebody else on my team i'm always one of those people that will like kind of get Defend. in the middle yeah just yeah. because i'm like why are and then, you doing and then this? you and then you become the focus exactly and then it, it ultimately always escalates things anyway because usually if if like the the carry is like blaming the support always you know he's like this support won't like do this thing correctly and i'm just like why don't you just tell him instead of yelling at him and then he'll be like fuck you man and i'm just like you have fucking mental problems. And then he's like, well, you're muted now. And I'm like, okay, cool. And well, I'm going to go down mid if you say anything else. Like, go oh, fuck yourself, bitch. Yeah. And then he goes down fucking mid. Exactly. So it definitely escalates the problem. So that's that's me when I'm, like, not, not on my game. When I am on my game, I'm not even going to put myself in the position to escalate the thing. I'll just mute them. And I'll, and then if the other person starts defending themselves to them, I mute them too. Because even though yeah. they're not directing toxicity to me, it's like, I just don't want to fucking read their trash that they're just spewing onto my screen while I'm trying to play Dota. And I know that they're both going to play like trash for the rest of the game. And I'm going to have to carry their dead ass weight. And so I need my full focus to be able to do that. And so I'm just going to go ahead and remove them from even the picture. I'm going to treat them as if they're bots and I'm going to play the Dota game that I can play without that, you know, bothering me. Yep. I used the seek counseling L. Yeah, that's uh that's a good one. It, it uh, for me I find that for muting those people what helps me do it is I'll just say something like uh you need help <laughs> and then I'll mute, and then I'll mute them. And yeah. I'll be like, "All right, I got the last word. Yeah. I don't have to see any of the other fucking bullshit that they say." Yeah. That's how that's how I do it. It's very it's petty, but sometimes pathetic, you gotta do. petty. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's not. Believe me, man. I I played this game not at a very high level, but at a, <laughs> at an okay level. You know, for when I used to play pro, and I can tell you that like all of the best players struggle with this shit too. It's not. Yeah. 
it just gets worse and worse because it's just so emotional to to be to be good at, at something that's like hyper competitive. Yeah. To be hyper competitive to the point of being suicidal. <laughs> <laughs> like self-destroying. Yeah, there was actually a question in here that was some guy I forget the name, but he was saying that he had, he, he moved, <laughs> nice. got married, uh, stopped playing Dota for two months, and his life is just like much lighter in general. And he's like, "Do you guys have IRL problems based on Dota toxicity?" And the answer is absolutely. If you let it yep. get to you, it will yep. definitely affect all of your other relationships, and can make you extremely depressed if 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 you put all of your self worth on winning Dota games, which some people do, and some people go through phases of that. So. Um, I, uh, I've been good. I've been good for the last like five to six months. I, I legitimately haven't, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself and ironically, well, not ironically, coincidentally, my MMR is going up. Um, I, I feel it's not, a lot it's better. not coincidentally. It's yeah, as no, a I, result of you not being depressed yes. and emotionally involved, you are getting better I, I, at the game. <laughs> right. I basically, I basically have like a really good relationship with, with Dota. And, and I think it's not just a Dota thing. I, I don't want to pretend that it's like just a Dota thing. If I wasn't playing Dota, I'd be playing World of Warcraft or, or something else that's like, you know, semi-competitive that a lot of people are playing. And I'd be investing emotionally in that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just what I've realized. This is actually a realization I've had over the past like two to three weeks. Uh, basically, I was doing some some uh, potential job interview stuff, uh, like software engineering stuff, and I was just thinking, like, no matter what I do, no matter what I do, I'm I'm always gonna feel un unfulfilled in that like I could do more. It's 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 like my brain always goes to what I could be doing, other than what I am doing, and so no matter what it is that I'm doing, it'll be like, oh, I wish I was a doctor, so saving people. If I'm a doctor, it's like fuck. I'm not, I'm not true to myself. I wish I was playing games. So I'm playing games. It's like, I'm such a loser. I'm not a doctor. You know what I mean? There's this cyclical thing uh, where basically I feel like it's just the human condition to constantly uh, want, a ch want change, want to do better, want to do something different. So basically what I've been focusing on instead is just uh, day to day, like what makes me happy day to day. Uh, that, that's what I've been focusing on. And for me, that's games. Yeah. So basically, no matter what, I would be playing games. No matter what, I'd probably be getting too emotionally invested. So even though, if let's say Dota dies, this is still something that is important for me to continue doing and not getting emotionally invested or know how to grow up and deal with deal with being emotionally invested without being a little bitch about it and have it fucking ruin other aspects of my life. And I think I think that's why it's just not like a it's not like a stupid thing to fix. I think I think it's it's usually reflective of a a much deeper problem that you have that will constantly be a problem in life if you don't if you don't fix it. Yeah, I think that that's what you just said there is the the point that I really want to expand on, which is that if you are focusing on some like very I don't know, a lot of people say that you're supposed to set goals, but I think that a lot of people have sort of just like this weird ephemeral goal in Dota where it's like, well, I see these people, you know, making money playing this game that I love. And I would love to get to Immortal because somehow it would validate me that I'm good at the game like they are and it's somehow going to give me the same satisfaction that they get. I don't, I don't really know what the motivation is, but I do know that if you are looking to the future as like, oh, well, if I can just get to this MMR, then I'm going to have fun playing Dota. 
Or if I can just get to this MMR, then my games are going to be good and I'm going to have fun. Or if I can just get to this MMR or just learn to play this hero or just, you know, learn what the meta is so I can be good enough to, to do this or this or this. You're never actually going to find any satisfaction in playing Dota and the whole time you're just going to be like bitter and, and pissed off at the fact that you're not having fun and every time that a teammate makes a mistake or the game's hard or you're having to like, you know, deal with some negativity in Dota, you're just going to get really upset and either pissed off or apathetic or whatever it is. And so it is really important just to focus on the day-to-day, -day, the game-to-game, -game, the the small little things that you can control because if you're if you if you're trying to like play the game for the result with just that in mind as like somehow your your like absolution <laughs> it's like if i can just win this game of dota suddenly my life will be fine and it's like no there's other things that you can do along the way that are going to make you happy and that's, that's i think uh stuff my, my my personal my personal opinion is that uh if you if you don't focus on the day to day um it will still control you like your you losing games like okay let's say let's say that i'm not playing dota cuz i know this is a very dota centric thing for a lot of people they think it's dota centric let's say i'm playing world of warcraft raiding with my guild we fucking fail a raid night like i go into work the next day i'm going to be less happy if i if i you know eat something shitty in the morning like the when i come home from work i'm not going to feel like working out like there are there are always going to be these things that are that are these like slight things that are happening in your day that are completely controlling other things that you can do in your day and then it'll snowball out of control this is like super psych this, this is like mental illness stuff and <laughs> we should get back to dota but basically what i'm saying is like the stuff that happens your in your day to day like one thing that somebody says to you can just make you upset for that day and then that can trigger something else and then something else and then it snowballs and then a week later you're fucking legitimately depressed ellie ellie the other day i had to throw her under the bus but um we were at, we were at the walmart and we were just like it was super busy it was a sunday we were walking around kind of having a good time like fucking around a little bit you know we'd see it's canada so we'd see people smile say hello or whatever or sorry when getting it this one woman like we were putting our, our card across and it was this intersection um and like they both kind of stopped ellie had the cart and then this other woman had the cart and then they both stopped so ellie just went because it's like okay well you, we both stopped i'm just going to take the reins and go and then uh sh the other woman started to go too and so ellie went went in front of her just because you know it's better to just keep going than to just stop okay let's go oh, stop it's this awkward thing so you just fucking go and then ellie was like oh sorry and then the woman was like oh my god something like that like she said something just just uh just rude basically and and Ellie, I could tell for the rest of the store, she was just upset. When we were in the store, she was just upset and thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And then by the time we were in the parking lot, she was freaking crying because it's like she's just like, oh, I wish I could say stuff to people like that. And it's this like much deeper issue, and it it, it like piles on. And then she had bad Dota games, and because she's tilted from from what happened at the freaking Walmart, this one woman saying something like one thing somebody says in Dota makes her upset. And it's like this snowballing thing. It, it happens for me too. It's just that recently I saw it. I saw it with her and then she sleeps and wakes up and it's, you know, the next day and she's good. But it's like that whole day was ruined by that one thing that, that the woman said. And, and, and that's just, that's just being human. Like that, that is just, uh, that is just how it is. So basically I guess back to the point is that, um, 
if you're not focusing on the day to day, it doesn't mean that it's not going to control how, how your entire life feels. It's going, it's going to control that. That's why people say fucking clean your room. That's why people say, do your dishes, like make your physical existence, not cluttered. So your mind isn't cluttered. Like the, your day to day, you're, you're human, no matter how much we stare at screens and have these big ideas of what we want to do in life. Like you are still a physical animal that wants things to be in order in your fucking average day to day life. You know, yeah. The last thing I want to say is we've talked about this before. Um, if you want to work on this, you should never play another game after a bad one. You should literally try to end every single one of your Dota sessions on the worst possible note ever. Like have have a feet have a feeder on your team, lose a game that's super hard, get super emotionally invested in the game, and then lose, and then walk away, and then just deal with that for the rest of your day. Keep your Dota cl games clean. Don't drop branches all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's That's let's so let's go on to the next question. Okay. Uh, so we have Prime Operator, our boy, boy from Brazil. Uh, as an offlaner, when should I switch my itemization from a more aura and utility build to a more damage oriented build? I ask that because there are some games where my other cores don't have a great game and my team lacks damage mid to late game. I think you answered your own question. <laughs> like, if your if your if your team if your team lacks damage, then you can you can go damage. You can make like the calculated decision to go damage. Sometimes you'll be wrong, but that's okay. Um, if if you have already an aura carrier on your team, then let them do it. I I would say generally like probably you almost always go aura because unless you're in like diviner immortal, people aren't going to go auras. People are going to go damage items. Like you're probably not going to need damage. You're probably going to need defensive items. So I would say like most of the time you want to go you want to go auras 90% to 10 yep i would just say that you know generally in pubs like you said auras are almost always good in pubs because most people won't buy them and somebody needs to be buying them and you're going to have an overwhelming amount of damage that being said this is very much like the question about what lanes should i double wave you're asking for very specific examples for things that cannot be like given to you in specifics because it's a game by game, literally a minute by minute basis of the, of the game that you're playing. And I think that there's a lot of people that just get like, don't be afraid to fuck up. Like that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Just make a decision. You actually talked about this in your last video, Jenkins, about um, your mentality. It's like, just, oh, yeah. just make a decision Make a call and stick to that. And if it's wrong, then take a note of that and do something different next time. But I think there's too many people that are like, they're too scared to make decisions because they're either going to get flamed. They're going to lose the one game of Dota that get, that they get to play today because maybe they have a busy schedule. Maybe they get depressed after losing a game. Like if, if those other factors are like paralyzing you from actually making a decision and you're asking us for advice for stuff that you need to figure out for yourself, like, that's the main issue there, is you need to actually be okay having your own opinions, being wrong about them, reevaluating the fact that you are wrong, and figuring out the right way. Yeah, so don't ask us any more fucking questions. Like, this is <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He knows I'm kidding. Prime Operator's our boy. Uh, so, RS3SJWRF. Holy shit, there are no vowels in your name. Uh, what is the best support to pick that scales into the late game? This came to me watching uh, Roger Skyrath kill position one and two cores. Uh, Shadow Shaman? Yep. Uh, uh, 
Bane is okay just because his enfeebles ridiculous. Uh, Bounty Hunter is amazing. Bounty Hunter is fucking fantastic. Uh, let's see. I'm think I'm trying to find like e easier ones that aren't like utility scale, like your traditional like tra transitions to core. I would say heroes, Shaman, Nature's Prophet. Nature's is weird. I was gonna say Nature's too, but it, it's like a utility. It's a, like a utility carry in the late game. It's not like a like BH and Shaman can actually like solo kill people. Nature's Prophet's like. Nature's Prophet's more you scale to be like an offlaner. Yeah. That's what it is. So if you know how to play offlane, you could pick Nature's as a, as like a scaling. Warlock? Or, maybe? Yeah. If, yeah, well, I think Warlock's probably pretty underrated right now. And then um, maybe like Dazzle. Dazzle's good, yeah. I, Although, I, he, he has a grave bitch. Like, yeah, but I, I'm just saying like these are, these are heroes that like if your team is literally just stuck in the base, you can still just like split push and get your farm and then suddenly... Takiro. Takiro's one. Yeah can like farm and push out waves anyway I, th I, th I think that's enough you don't want to focus on like 20 heroes yeah okay uh, is it more important to spam the meta heroes or pick late pick the hero your team really needs uh, i would say right now like you can late pick the hero your team really needs it depends on the meta but right now it's a lot of like first three picks are extremely common like nature's prophet oracles razors these like ubiquitously just well balanced here like i don't i shouldn't say well balanced because they're broken but they're well balanced in terms of like they'll never have a bad game and then the later picks are literally like any fucking hero in dota like the there are no really bad heroes in dota right now other than pudge <laughs> but you, I, I would say yes right now you want to pick the late pick the, the the heroes that your team needs i guess if you can play the hero if you can play it, yeah. Don't, I don't, don't like I, pick the hero that your team needs. Like, if you're not good at the hero, because that's just gonna make the game bad. <laughs> you're you're literally putting your highest priority pick into something that can't be played at the same level that you're at, which yeah. a lot of people do. Like, oh, I, I need to last pick the carry, and then they pick some carry that's like perfect for the game. But they played twice, and then they just they don't even know how to last hit on it. Yeah, farm. So don't do that. All right, that's it for questions, and I I need to go talk to my dad. He he said he has, he he needs to talk to me, and he said tonight with a dot. So it's can we take like important. five questions from chat real quick? Uh, well, we can do a speed round. Speed, all right, speed round from chat. Go ahead, put your questions in chat. We're gonna take questions for the next three to five minutes, and we're gonna give you like ten word answers or less. Go. I watch my own games, then compare better to higher metal. Why still feels like I'm better? Uh, because you're Google Dunning Kruger. <laughs> uh, isn't best pick heroes that you more comfortable with? If so, it's best to have heroes or more post rolls. You want more post rolls. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> After the map change, how to spot the dead lane? Uh, most it's the dangerous lane that, place on the map for you to be yeah if it feels dangerous that's the dead lane where's video with bowie uh <laughs> on our patreon i don't know it's, it's on our I youtube i think uh, uh should you show should you sell drums of endurance when it's out of charges only if you're going to replace it with something better uh, is it worth farming jong or ganking side lanes as ember if sides are, are still safe yes <laughs> what is your thoughts opinion? on eric I don't know who that is. What is your opinion on the Pangolier nerf? Uh, definitely hurt him, but he's still good. Still broken. What's my favorite hero? Right now, Nature's Prophet. 
counters for Terrorblade. Lion? That writer. What's the best way to learn hero matchups? Play a lot of Dota. Elder Titan OP. No. Terrible at level 1. Would you compromise in-game performance to learn habits? Yes, but in party queue or... Unranked. Uh, unranked. When to pick Invoker? Uh, never, unless you're good at it. <laughs> Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Pudge? I mean, he's pretty fat, so yeah, probably. Most likely. Necrophos offlane? Yes. yes. How to deal with Death Prophet. Uh, burst her before she gets the sucky suckies off. Lena. Is, is Dota, Dota going to be here five years from now? Probably, but yes. it might not be as big. If it is as big, it won't be bigger. It'll probably just be as big. Yeah. Do you love me? No, I don't love that many people. Not really. Do you still go for the top lane in the mid game as a carry in general? Are you talking about yes. rotating? Yeah, you should definitely yes. rotate to you, push you, towers. You is Abaddon 5 bad? When is Abaddon 5 bad? No, ne never. It's always, always, good. always good. You guys mentioned mistakes a lot in many other videos. How pros abuse when you make them. How do you know what mis what a mistake is and how do you punish when they make it? Go back and mm -hmm. watch your replays and see whether you lost the game because of something that you did or you lost a fight because of something you did. That's a mistake. All right, that's that's it. Um, I got Vominos. All right, Jenkins has to leave. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks to all of our patrons for giving the questions. This has been Alchemy Answers episode 27. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. You got to do that in a video. <laughs> <laughs>